it's real. This is Greasy Conversation, the talk show on RadioVegas.rocks, where we take a look at dank news together and make sure that cool stuff in tech and science and psychology and wildlife and weird human behavior isn't lost on you, that you can be cool with your friends and uh, when they're talking about cool stuff going on, you won't be left out. That's, that's the deal. Also, some of it's funny. So on that note, it's time for the, the greasy, wet submarine of news diving. Behold. Where Welcome. should we start, man? Where should we start? Let's start with asking you how your week was, and me too, and you have to ask me too. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. How was your week? It was totally okay. Awesome. Dude, it was so okay. I hope That's, Those are the best kind of weeks. When you, you know, you're aiming for great. But it's just really, 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 really okay. Yeah. Awesome. Superbly okay. Can't ask for more than that, honestly. What up, Buck? Correspondent in the chat. I mean, if you do, you're just a little greedy Gus Goomer. Yeah. yeah, if you go over okay too much, it changes your whole level of standard, and then, and then you're never satisfied, and then what? It's true. Sometimes when things are okay, it's just like such a relief that it turns out things are just okay. That's like plenty. Holla. Who's feeling okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bucks had an awesome week. You don't know. That awesome. was cool. The Buck right, stuff Buck. was all, Everything was really yeah. just great. Well, you know what, Buck? That's great for you. <laughs> okay? I'm really, really happy for you. It's just suspicious, and I'm just put <laughs> off by it being like, it's too okay, and it makes me nervous. Right. And watch out. Not that I'm like willing less okayness upon anyone, especially myself, but <laughs> you know, trucking. So on that note, we've got some weird news. There's been a lot of chat about the president's button. This is one of those episodes yeah. that could be gone back to in history to see amazing journalism. Hours I spent looking into the button that was on the <laughs> president's desk because there was so much misinformation about this. There's so much uh, news that wasn't real, but like the real news is totally boring enough that no one went deep enough. So I found the real interesting bits yeah. that people were sleeping on with this button. And there's like war and sunken ships and uh, over a hundred years of history and reclaimed wood. There's all kinds of stories behind it. Uh, I tracked down the button itself. I'm pretty sure I found the button that was used and dated the button, the actual push button unit in the box. So I think I've got like a timeline of its existence that hasn't <laughs> been put in one place as far as I can tell on the internet. This might be like a legit scoop. Yeah. So I'm teasing that for now. We don't have to go into that right away. All right. Perfect. Uh, where was the, where, where am I at? No. <laughs> <laughs> where even are we? Yeah. So... Uh, first, I just thought this is a real quick one, but it's uh, a good Schadenfreude. Is that oh, how yeah? you say it? Yeah. yeah, story. So it's one of these where a guy, you know, back way back when in the early dawns of mankind when Bitcoin was only $2 each. I think I know where you're going. Yeah, so this guy, uh, he was a programmer in Switzerland. 
and he bought over 7,000 Bitcoins. Well, 7,002, so technically more than 7,000. Uh, one, they were only $2 each. So <laughs> now, of course, Bitcoin's up to 34.5K per Bitcoin. Is this the guy that has two guesses? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so all these uh, Bitcoins that are on this computer are worth $241 million or two hundred forty-one five hundred sixty-nine thousand dollars million. $241,569,000. Two guesses. It's like the worst game show that you did to yourself with your own money. Yeah, he had a total of 10 guesses for this password. Oh, and he blew. And, he's, and he only has two left. <laughs> and like, so the question is, that I wanted to pose to everyone out there. Would you try the last two? <laughs> would you just try one and then like wait till you're on your deathbed and then try the last one, knowing that you totally forgot by that point because there's no fucking hope for you then? How do you, man, you'd be rethinking your life and how you store passwords. Like you'd be thinking you'd wish you were a touch less secure. This is what happens when you sacrifice security for freedom. You deserve, I don't know how this relates. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I did, that's why I got, I used to be super paranoid about that. So I'd get like really convoluted ways to create passwords that would like sink it in my brain, but I'd still forget them. So, I mean, yeah, I just try to have something else store my passwords. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you guys what, but I don't remember them all. <laughs> you always should though. I don't know, man. Most I, uh, I can remember the ones I need to get to, to the things that remember them. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, 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 where you only <laughs> need to remember the one and yeah. then you have access to all your others, yeah. But what happens when someone gets that password and gets all your other passwords? Two-factor authentication, that's what. So they get that password, they go in, and it still has to, like, deal with my phone. Oh, yeah, that's true. Now, yeah. if they get my phone and uh, the they're able to get my phone and my face to see each other just once... But like I, if I keep my eyes closed. I don't know. Things get sketchy. <laughs> or or uh, my like code on my phone. I do that on camera on a stream. <laughs> <laughs> right. So someone can yeah track and it. Then what do get the phone? Then there's just gonna be like a wave of like making molds of people's faces. Like you get kidnapped. Not so they can just use you. Then no, they want to make a mold, a mask of your face to unlock your phone yeah it's like elaborate by then you've spent more money than you're going to be able to get out of having <laughs> stolen my phone there's <laughs> a net loss with right? that investment <laughs> sucks to be you guys what, yeah. what's another easy beginning bite here oh let me see oh i was just checking this out these are uh the post-truth artifacts oh this is so good so uh if you're doing the audio time this is a good one to go back to our video stream you can find links to it on all the platforms that we like and some platforms we don't like on greasyconversation.com can click on the this particular episode so this person paints hyper realistic things like this camera let me show you up close up close up closely and he began painting these alternate alternative artifacts in a style he calls post-truth realism. So this is a smartphone. Uh, what I'm looking at here, how would you describe this, Greg? Okay, so this has the 
base of a typewriter on the bottom and then there's like a rotary antique rotary phone and then it's got an antique camera on top of that and then on top of that is the actual phone the handle that you talk and talk and listen to yeah all of it's all wooden and metal yeah it's all antique style now this bent metal on the right that's really nice industrial design like that looks modern swedish almost yeah and then it's got a nice hand crank on the side too yeah two and different d- hand cranks there's a big one and a little baby one down there too oh yeah i didn't see that <laughs> there's a little clock right under the the telephone dial and like this ex- accordion style camera above it so it's the typewriter at the bottom is a nice touch it's an antique smartphone type one yeah and so anyone I, like hyper realism is when paintings look i mean just absolutely realistic there's like emoji buttons there's emoji oh, buttons. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Noticed. I didn't notice that at That's first. That's really funny. Yeah, it's got a not, lot of nice little touches. And the dude's, like, art is pretty impeccable. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it looks top, really top notch. Real. Yeah. There's a, a scuba thing with built-in headphones. Scuda, the self-contained underwater DJ apparatus. This Super 8 telephone one is one of my favorites. Because I, I had a, a Super 8 camera like this that I played with as a toy that didn't work and stuff when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, nice. So to see that that era and the way that it has that like 60s, mm-hmm. like mid-century scrapes, but it's still like molded out of pieces, like die cast steel. So it's as durable as like a matchbox car. Yeah. I like the touches too of all the wear. Yeah. And tear the little nicks and uh, scrapes like along the bottom. There's the, the, all those little nice realistic scrapes. And like even the phone cord looks dusty. Yeah, it's a nice, nice like, touch. All these little details are just so uh, incredible, really. This one, it's like a, a cash projector. Yeah, old school uh, cash register that you would hear the you know ding ding all that shit from. With and it has projector like the time. push, the yeah. actual like push buttons that stick in, and yeah, the those buttons guys. have to be shoved inward. It pops up the little tickets with the amount at the top that 25 or it's yeah dang that's old school it looks hella rusted but damn dude is just here's the the track skate it's like a it looks like an old football shoe but with um tracks on the bottom like a tank treads tank treads thank you yeah that one's pretty cool hey you can see these at the greasyconversation.com without the 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 wheeled level this one's really funny like this would never be a thing yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a level, like a theatolite. It's like a telescopy thing that you look at something and then uh, the, a dangly thing happens and you can tell yeah. where to steer your ship. But with like a big tire underneath, like it's going to balance on it. It just really looks like two old things mixed together to be funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, this camera phone is awesome. It just looks like a camera and a phone smooshed together antiquely. Yeah, that one's good. I... I was actually really amazed by the very first painting of the the actual camera, the yeah. Leica camera. Man, like you guys just got to check this out. Uh, either go on the news notes or whatever. I so mean, it's big like, too. man, just like the understanding of color and light and shadow to make it look like, because that shit looks real. Yeah, to like, find the I don't right care who you are. That shit looks fucking real right there. Beiges and blue grays to make chrome look like that. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and like just the reflection on the metal uh, 
man, just crazy. <laughs> really insane that people can, like, that shit blows my mind. I, I just cannot fathom how people can do that. And, and it's funny because it's so redundant, too. Like, a photograph would also do this. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but it's also, like, extremely impressive. Like, even if it's just of a normal object, you're like, well, shit. I wouldn't be able to resist making it warp some. Like, some part of it just, like, rubber noodle in a way <laughs> that that camera couldn't do in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to surreal it up. Just because you, you can't. You can do that in that medium, and you can't with a photograph as easily. Anyway, holla, Daniel. What's up, Buck and Erica? Glad to see you all in the chat. And chill. I'm not about to. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what, why I started a sentence that way. I have no idea where that was going. <laughs> I'm not okay. about to. I'm not about to. <laughs> yeah. That's where we're at. I love it. What about uh, sheets of meat? Sheets of meat. This looks like one of your new... Well, this is great because it's a follow-up to how we're always looking at uh, vat meat progress. Yeah. And just a couple days ago, we had massive progress towards the dream of when we will have... I just realized I might have my mic like way quieter than yours. Sorry about... <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't have my level eye going on that, but I have, the, I have the volume. I can just whisper the rest of this. I'm going to aim the mic up, up my nose yeah. so it's that nose audio so on that note sheets of meat this lab in uh shoot where was the place this oh germany they're able to do this stacking process where these proteins stack together and they did it first with rat proteins didn't sample that but <laughs> when they uh moved on to rabbit they did taste the rabbit and it tasted legit like meat. I have that line highlighted here as they describe in the journal Cells, Tissues, Organs, which is a journal apparently. That's great. <laughs> uh, making meat from available lines of mouse cells. Though they did not eat the mouse meat described in the research paper, they later made and cooked a sample of the meat they created from rabbit cells. It felt and tasted just like meat. There's no reason to think the same technology would not work for growing beef, pork, or chicken. And they could, they, uh, could tune it. So you could go to a restaurant with like a 3D meat printer and tune like I want 12% and extensive marbling and like 11% fat. And like, just like we do with milk right now, you can tune the that, amount of fat. That's an interesting layer that I hadn't considered before is like, instead of like trying to replicate beef or chicken at some point, like, well, we just have a whole new line of like invented meats like that are tuned like that, that are like, I mean, combinations of all kinds, you know, whatever proteins and however they make it. I but love totally this different point. flavor from like beef or chicken or anything like that. Yeah. Why stop at recreating these animals that we already could do before when we could go to whole new realms of meat? Yeah, there could man. be like ostrich uh, antelope hybrid and it might be the best. Like what if liger meat <laughs> is so good? Dude, we can actually have jackalope meat. For real, legit jackalope meat. Dude, chupacabra meat. <laughs> it's just rat, like <laughs> rabid mangy dog meat. <laughs> like that mange flavor. Yeah, <laughs> man. Get that. I wonder if they can even want get... Some, want some extra mange. <laughs> or that meat that's like buried in a hole for a season. And then it oh, gets it's like, like fermented or something. Yeah, there's a mold that grows on it. And you oh, yeah, totally. Simulate that too. The sky's yeah. the limit. Like super bacon. 
like uh, cruelty-free Limburger cheese. <laughs> I don't know how cruel cheese can get, but let's just get all the way uncruel. Yeah, beat the shit out of that cheese. <laughs> it's like the cruelty happens after there's no consciousness. So it still helps to beat the meat up after it's like never been alive or conscious. It still needs to be tenderized. What if there? What if there's? I just always uh, envision like groups oh. of groups of people that want to like carry on the cruelty of the meat, but just in a different way. Because like it's, I mean, just created meat. So instead of being cruel to the meat, you're just cruel to the people that make it. Buck brings up that this is gross, but what's it gets way grosser if I showed the pictures. I'm sparing you. Uh, Unbox therapy or like uh, Lou later hung out on this for a minute. Who was like. It looked like a baby spoon with like a pink blob in it because it looked like meat that both hadn't been cooked and also hadn't had like any muscle exercise, mm -hmm. like melted meat. Yeah. It, it looked like, like melted. Mush. Yeah. It looked like melted orange sherbet ice cream in a baby spoon. Oh, man. But it was you knew it was meat with like the whitish fat on the edges of it and stuff. But it was like a dollop. So it's, it's so like, gross. So it's not like it's that Taco Bell meat that comes yeah. out of a tube. You could just picture spooning it into your mouth, but it's like uncooked and like <laughs> it looks like a like a sushi meat, mm. like a really soft, fatty, like just oh, the it fat probably of looks Kobe like beef. sea urchin. Oh, <laughs> a dollop of sea urchin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I don't know. I can't. I can't get into the sea urchin, man. <laughs> Imagine like people eat sea cucumbers and shit. Oh, Man. sea cucumbers look uh, weird. Yeah. Like I want a big one as a pillow, but like in the bathtub, like a hot <laughs> tub sea urchin pillow. Yeah, Not totally. urchin, cucumber. I don't know where I'm going with the cucumber I'd go pillow. For, I'd go for the sea urchin pillow. Yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. It's little, it's got a little mouth and you can like, it's, a little, it's like a koosh ball, but it's alive. Yeah, spiky koosh ball. Palpable. Palpus is all palping around. We like palpus, <laughs> palpus animals here. <laughs> all palpy. Getting that palp on. Palpisating. Palp game strong. Yeah, man. <laughs> all right, on that note, it's yeah. time. It's palp 30 over here. <laughs> Let's give Ireland the soap it deserves. Introducing Dr. Squatch's Irish cream and whiskey soap. Smooth and natural, like dropping a shot of whiskey and cream into a stout beer. You'll smell like a crisp, clean Irish morning with scents of whiskey and muck. With ingredients like potato water, reshi mushroom, milk thistle, Irish moss and stout beer. You'll feel like you're out celebrating with your lads at the pub. Hey guys, listen up. Receive 20% off all orders, $20 or more, at Dr. Squatch when you use coupon code RVR20. Whoa there, cowboy. Is your love life drier than a June sagebrush poking pricklies on a desert cattle's bunghole? Well look no further, fella. The cavalry has arrived. Spunk Lube. That's right, Spunk Lube. This ain't your average romance jelly jam. Whether you're sharing a tent up and broke back or flying solo, Tonto, Spunk Lube will have you slinging your cyclops and whistling out your Dixie. For group parties playing cowboys and Indians or just a quick one around in the chamber, Spunk Lube gets you hydrated for those long rides of bumping uglies in the sunset. Don't put a bounty on your head. Drizzle Spunk Lube instead. That's Spunk Lube, partner.
Be sure to get your mix of music, listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store, and check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. And we're back. It's Greasy Conversation on RadioVegas.rocks. .rocks. And you can go to that website, .rocks, starting with Radio Vegas, and click on the banners to get your squash going, to get some 5.11 tactical backpack and pants that look good, but you can hike in them. It's a good time. But now, I've got a presidential... So I'm doing so much with my mouth to prepare for it because of peanut butter. <laughs> and that's the kind of professional journalism that I did with this button. Because it's not about the presentation. Look, set that aside. I did some legit research. And I, I think I got some info that hasn't been put together in one place yet. And it's ongoing. So it's just this is just the beginning of the, the legacy of this button. So let me begin. Presidential button. So you might have heard that President Trump had a Coke button and that it was recently removed by this new president that has the same first name as me, for better or for worse. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> I have to do some scrolling. Okay, here's the button stuff. But it turns out Obama had the button too, and Richard Branson uh, talked about being with Obama and Obama pressing the button to order tea. So here's what the button looks like. In my notes here, it's, you'll see I've had to do like a lot of, uh, there was a lot of posting links and then deleting them and replacing them with newer links. But here I have the button. I'm pretty sure, given the diameter compared to similar objects, the concave tip of the button and the lack of a frame around it, that this, and also the time period, which I'll get into in a second, that this is the button from Radio Shack that was used in this. And it also helps support the time period because this button's from like late seventies through the eighties and the radio shack tip would fit the fact that the rumor is that a quote unquote redneck in Virginia created, <coughs> excuse me, this button situation. And for what I can tell the earliest picture of the button is, with the two bushes but i can tell in this photo oops it's not this one that uh the photo of the two bushes with the button is on what's called the resolute desk why mm. the desk the button is on matters is epic the story of the resolute desk goes into the 1800s oh wow it's crazy what this desk went through and it's not the first button to be involved in this desk so, uh, we're working backwards. We're all the way back to young Bush, but the reason I can tell this isn't old Bush, uh, not only because young Bush is obviously a president in this old Bush, the original Bush was the only president to use this other ancient desk in the oval office rather than this one. Um, there was another president that used a different desk, but Otherwise, between, besides these two administrations where the desk was different in the Oval Office, it was always this Resolute desk. Young Bush brought the Resolute desk back, uh, and the button is on there. So as far as I can tell, Young Bush is the first president to have this button, but it could have been in there for Clinton. Mm. But some people are reporting 
and this is driving me nuts, that this button was uh, Lyndon B. Johnson's. But here's why they're saying it. Supposedly, Lyndon B. Johnson had a system so that he could be warned when the first lady was on her way to see him. (laughs) But this button was on his desk, and it it summons aides or butlers or valets. You can Mm -hmm. see also in my news notes on this that there's a few terms that are reported for who is summoned by the button. There's some, like, inklings that the button was initially for emergencies Mm -hmm. to summon aides, but as far as I can tell, all the stories of the button being used are more casual things, more to summon a waiter Mm -hmm. to bring, like, snacks or drinks or, like, have your assistant make a call for you or general, like, corporate executive-y stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, That seems to be the whole history of the button. And this Lyndon B. Johnson button, it's like, why would... Unless it was this button and it was in reverse and someone, like, some aide in a back room had this ornate wooden thing with a government... There's a... The seal of the president is on the box, too, for the audio people. And the box is almost as big as a shoebox, maybe a shoebox for one shoe. And it matches the Resolute desk. Uh, it really, in some of these pictures, it really looks like it goes along with it too well to have possibly been made for a past desk. Another thing I want to talk about, just a side note before we get too far from the Resolute desk stuff. I love how um, there's a completely different way of arranging two objects on this desk that Trump and Obama did. Mm-hmm. And as far as just separating yourself from them and just thinking about which is a better way to do it, to put an object on a desk. I'd love to know your opinions on this. So Obama's got his phone in the corner facing him and the button and also this other uh, pen holder that I'll get to uh, just briefly in case I forget about it. There's a pen holder on this desk uh, during Obama's administration, the prime minister of England uh, brought this pen holder made out of recovered wood from an anti-slavery ship oh wow uh that would like battle slavery somehow and that's been on the resolute desk since and they're arranged very rectangularly almost like swedish everything's like squared up with the corner of the desk the phone facing him then the pen holder and then the button sideways which the way the seal is facing it actually makes sense for this wooden box to be sideways Mm -hmm. but Trump tilted it so that the phone is like ergonomically angled at him mm-hmm. and it's a double wide phone with the sidecar and then the button is right next to the phone very functionally sideways with the button facing him. So if you like separate yourself, oh gosh, excuse me, actually it's not a sidecar, it's just two phones. And then Biden here has them staggered too, but like they're diagonal, which is more functional than Obama having them kind of tilted. This isn't politics. This is ergonomics and design. Yeah, Gosh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Is that less Claypool? <laughs> less Claypool. Well, also, I think a thing to consider, too, would be, like, how often each one used the button. Yeah. And, like, why is probably part of why it's there. You know what I mean? For sure. And so, uh, to, to circle it back... I don't think this is Lyndon B. Johnson's button because it doesn't appear like it was made to not match this desk. The first report of the button to go even further is Kennedy. And Kennedy added a button under the desk to trigger uh, tape recorders. These tape recorders wouldn't be found out until 11 years later with uh, the Watergate hearing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in between those, after Kennedy was assassinated... 
someone must have snuck these this gear out of there because the desk went on a museum tour. Um, and it's part of like a presidential artifact thing. And that's because this desk, the Resolute desk, has an insane history. Hold on. I got I to gotta bring it back to something. We got to go back to this comparison real quick. Yes. So if you look at the, the bottom of those pictures, the one with the two bushes. Yes. And there's one that zooms in. And W seems to have the box at a weird sideways angle, but close to the phone like closer to him and not squared up well and that's, that's the way the seal faces yeah so the seal is actually facing sideways so that the button is on the right side of the box rather than the side facing you but it seems like it doesn't cross with any it just seems at a weird angle to it me. it also seems wireless i'm calling i'm calling foul on bush's ergonomic placement it's like not it, a it's not a logical way to put it I mean, it, it seems to like look it, at the well. He probably didn't use it much because the way he has it put, it's more to look at the seal than functionally push the button as much. I don't know, man. I just the it's, a it's fun, little funny too. angle. It's a funny angle. Yeah. Of course, W would put it at a funny angle. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I just had to. We're not <laughs> making this political. <laughs> it does. I mean, it's not. I mean, just from the way the guy talks, you can yeah. tell. Like, you're like, okay, that guy would not put. Uh, it wouldn't be like square or, or at any. Yeah. Uh, consistent angle or something, yeah. You know, it kind of has an arc along with the phone. And also, but you can tell there's no wire going to it. It's really, it would block the wire in these other photos. Yeah, But that true. photo, you can tell for sure, no wire, which also makes it more like late 70s or through the 80s. I think it was put in in the 80s um, at the latest. It could easily have been, um, what is it, late 80s, early 90s that we have the the Clinton... Clinton was early 90s. Yeah, it would have been Bush before that. It's driving me nuts that I can't Papa tell Bush. if it's young Bush or Clinton. But it can't be Papa Bush because there's no pictures of it on his, uh, I think it's SO desk. It's a different bo d desk that Papa Bush had. It's in my notes. So uh, Bush Jr. presidency is the oldest one I can find. I'm seeing if there's another major note on this. But So I'm, I'm still unable to find which presidency introduced it. I mean, unable to confirm that it's wireless, but I'm almost positive it is. The date of the Seems button, like it. it's a button that I could buy as a kid in the early 90s and 80s. So uh, given that I'm not seeing the wire and it's probably wireless and you probably uses like a generic, you know, remote push button kind of thing that's mm -hmm. just been available since then. Um, almost like a garage door opener, but like the classic kind. And uh, it seems to be homemade. It's also made out of one piece of wood. It's not four panels. You can see the... Oh, yeah, totally. In another picture that I don't have handy right now, the grain on the side of it continues into the front. And you can tell by following the grain that it was one wooden block that was carved out the back. And that also fits the kind of button that I found because this button has a deep uh, neck that it would need to have to get down in there. What if, like, this was the only thing that came from that tree that they cut down? They're like, no, <laughs> you can only make... This one little box that holds the presidential button. You better throw that fucking tree away. If I find out even a toothpick <laughs> was made from that tree, you're all, you're all going to prison for the rest of your life. It summons the president only. <laughs> this tree is only for presidential yeah. summoning from the president. So there was a... The HMS Resolute was a, a ship that was abandoned in Melville Sound in 1854 while searching for... John Franklin and his lost expedition. It was found 
a year later floating in the Davis Strait by George Henry, which was an American whaling ship. The Resolute, which is still a ship here, it's not the desk yet, was repaired and returned to England as a gesture of goodwill from the United States. After it served in the British Navy another 23 years as a supply ship, the ship was decommissioned in 1879, and it was broken up to uh, use the wood for other stuff. But a competition was held to design and build a piece of furniture that Queen Victoria could give back to the American president. Because mm. uh, kind of like return the history of this goodwill that we returned the ship to them. Yeah, yeah. That we found. And uh, made from the timbers of this ship. When this desk was made in 1880, it was given to President Rutherford, Rutherford, Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> so uh, it's already had this crazy history, but... After a couple presidents, it was placed in the broadcast room where Eisenhower used it for the first like radio and television broadcasts to the American people. Oh, wow. And then Jackie Kennedy rediscovered it under just languishing under electrical equipment and brought it into the Oval Office. Um, Lyndon so Johnson... Good was one the one that supposedly... So Kennedy had the button for the tapes. Lyndon Johnson supposedly had a wife alert system. And all this was pulled off the desk when it went on uh, a tour put on display by the Smithsonian. Jimmy Carter brought the desk back in the Oval Office in 1977. Uh, but then H.W. Bush used the C&O desk. But immediately after that, the uh, Resolute desk was put back in the Oval Office. Why this matters is 77 is a time when this box could have been made, hmm. but it doesn't fit going through the older Bush and the other desk. So that's why I'm like dying to know if this is a young Bush or a Clinton era box installation. And I wanted to know if it was initially for emergencies, but it seems like it was always summoning butlers or something like that. Anyway, it's a weird thing to become obsessed with. And I lost probably six hours of my life to looking stuff up about <laughs> it so that I could hopefully save some of you for some, from some of the wonder, but there's still mystery and wonder about it that we're going to report on uh, briefly in further episodes. But as far as I know, there's a uh, don't don't listen to your your idiot friends talk about how um, any other specific like president put it there, like or it's recent or it's just for beverages or any of these misconceptions. We're setting the record straight here as real journalism things. <laughs> it would be like such a silly thing to like insist on you know if you're like oh no i'm the first one that ever thought of a button to summon someone to give me a drink yeah <laughs> no one ever thought of that before it's uh who was it matt lar La matt lars ulrich matt <laughs> the uh, La lower lowry lowry yeah, matt lars ulrich. Yeah. yeah um someone like that i mean erica just mentioned it in the chat earlier uh on i believe it was on the youtube chat that that was like one of those buttons on the desk that just made the door lock. It was oh, yeah. creepy. <laughs> the creepy executive oh, lock yeah, it yeah, yeah. button. He got, yeah, he got busted like for... Yeah, for uh, like trap, trappy. Yeah, like trapping not the women in his dope office. Music, the bad kind of trapping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not Non-consensual trapping. Secret trap artist. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I, I wonder, so if this button, like, what do they do if the button breaks? They got to just get a different button. They're like, oh, no more, no more of that button. 
What if that's the only reason Biden had it removed? It's like, oh, Trump broke it spitefully. Trump took the battery out. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, no lemonade. You know how much batteries are? Of course I'm taking the batteries. Yeah. A few few people mentioned that one of the things that he asked for, like in his rider, for Joe to come in president was uh, Diet Coke and Coke Zero. So it's not like he's going to have a different diet or anything. Yeah. Oh, man. And not that I'm like favoring anybody, but. Uh, you know, presidents are dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that's different carpet in the Oval Office every president? Which makes sense. Like, of course, replace that. It's gross. But yeah, it's a different color and pattern for each president. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's. I never really think of like how much customization probably goes into like each administration, or like how much actually changes over. Guess what the price range of these carpets usually are. I'll give you a clue. It's like five figures. Damn. Yeah, it's like five-figure carpet that goes in each administration. As far as I can tell, it's not like a dramatically different from president to president what's spent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's not cheap carpet. <laughs> Especially if it's there for like only four to eight years. And it's yeah. like it costs like the price of uh, like a Model 3 <laughs> Damn him. So, on that note, let's put a, bo- a bow on the button and move on to something else. Yeah. So, what is this? You have this in, this was one of yours, I think. Um, the Kingwin anti static yeah. thing that Amazon's selling. Well, this came up uh, because I'm dealing with static being a concern with some electronic stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had heard about anti-static wristbands that were wireless and it seems like how would that be possible, Mm -hmm. you know? And it turns out it's not, it's, they're not real. (laughs) I mean, they're a real product. You can buy them, but it doesn't do what it says in any kind of laboratory testing that I can find anyone doing anything scientific to find out if this device grounds you in any way that mm-hmm. would prevent you from static discharging into like an exposed circuit board. It does like none of that. It conducts, it's conductive. It's the exact same wristband that we have bought to then have a wire go from it to actual ground. Mm. I love that it's named bro too. Bro, yeah. anti-static, <laughs> bro. Anti-static, bro. Yeah, it's the dumbest thing. Um, but it's uh, just smart enough like there's a resistor in there and that's like it, but it doesn't go to anything. Nope. So if you touch this screw to something grounded, you will have grounded yourself, but you could just touch the grounded thing too. Yeah. So there's no attempt even to explain how these work. Um, I totally looked up any kind of explanation of how it could discharge static. And there's none of that. You only bump into uh, people claiming it probably can't work and people saying that like oh well none of my stuff broke yet but the, the truth is you can shorten the lifespan of a device with static shocks that you can't even see mm. and you won't know for years uh that it failed any sooner because of you or not so mm. when dealing with like static safety and exposed stuff that's static sensitive you really like don't you don't you it's easy to to be fooled and think that you're safe and everything's fine mm-hmm. but there's there's things that just i've had things fail that shouldn't have failed 
after not being careful enough with them, cramming them into plastic boxes and stuff with yeah. these with these little postage stamp sized microcontrollers that I'll build projects with. And having something like this doesn't save you, and it's it should be illegal. Uh, it's like technically this is illegal, and Amazon shouldn't have this on their thing. But no one's making a stink about it besides in the comments and the reviews. And look, it still has three and a half stars. But if you go to the ratings, there is 26% one star. Yeah, like, like literally everyone is trashing on it. Yeah. There's, so there's the one stars almost as much as the, more than half the way to the five stars. The five star ones, you can pad the crap out of a bunch of fake five star reviews. Mm-hmm. But you should never see more than a quarter of the people have one star. Yeah. If, like, you buy four of them and one of them sucks, it's not a good product. But it still looks like three and a half out of five stars. So watch out for stuff that's not four and a half stars. Even then, watch out for things that are really padded, like uh, cell phone accessories Mm. are commonly crazy padded with false reviews. 112 ratings. Out of 112 people that rated it a quarter of them have like talked actively about it not working yeah totally well i do like at least like the customer questions and answers part yeah. like all of those say like it does not work so it cannot work i tested it yeah. it doesn't work the, the only customer image is an oscilloscope picture of uh, like a side-by-side of equally bad static discharge happening do not work with this if you work on esd sensitive electronics which is specifically what it's for mm-hmm so king win, king fraud. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here, not first at all. Bro. Bro, don't buy the bro wireless wrist strap. Bro. Bro. So you protect yourselves from static discharge. <laughs> Literally any other way. Because usually products that are called bro, you know, they're going to be like, great. Yeah, it's usually a sign of extreme quality. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk though, metal cases are usually grounded. There's all kinds of opportunities to touch something grounded to even protect some regular equipment. Like uh, I've touched a mouse before and burned out part of a computer after walking across desert carpet time. Really? This was not a new computer. This would have been like something Pentium era. Still, it seems kind of, I've worked on the mouse. Who's working in geek squad. You hear of all kinds of static issues that people bump into just, uh, anything that can happen will inevitably happen, mm. even if the chances are low. Um, laptops would have like USB ports fail, uh, things like that, that that weren't protected as well in the early days. Now there's like optical isolation and things like that to where you're isolating the glands of your computer, your ins and outs <laughs> from the real dangers of the outside world more than used to be, more than you used to be. all right i got this is this is a good story so a woman goes to the grocery store she leaves i think they said she left the car running with her toddler in the back seat like keys in car on she goes into the grocery store and uh then, of course, someone comes and steals the car. But he notices that the kid's in the back seat, so he drives back and finds the mom and just bitches her out for leaving the kid in the back seat. 
gives the kid back and then takes off. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad they. Where do I some find car this thieves, story? Uh, it's toward the bottom. It's like yeah. almost. As, I just put LMAO. Oh, gotcha. That's the title, yeah. Thief. Okay. Yeah, this which I'm insane. just glad. Like, was he caught or whatever? Because most stolen cars get found, especially in Vegas. It's weird. I think people either don't hang on to them or this town's really good at tracking down stolen property. Probably both of those. Yeah, well, this was in, like, Portland. This is only ads. This is only ads. Here we go. In, like, a paragraph. Thanks, Portland. Yeah, they said the car was found a few hours later, but they didn't find the guy, I guess. (laughs) So that's a a classy move. People aren't all bad. It's true. Things aren't black and white. Uh, people aren't just as simple as all bad or all good. Most people are mostly good. Otherwise, we wouldn't have the progress that humanity has always steadily um, net had if there wasn't like uh, mostly good people that are mostly people that are mostly good all around us uh, with mostly good intentions. And just like statistics that mean that when something bad can happen, it inevitably will when the odds are that mostly good will happen, things will mostly get better. Oh, wait, here's a good... Here, here, I didn't read this earlier. Here's a good one. So he actually lectured the mother for leaving the child in the car and threatened to call the police on her. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That dude... I wonder if, like, he got left in the car when he was a kid, and that's oh. why he hates cars so much that he has to steal them from everyone. Oh, like, man. There's always, yeah, there's always one of those. Yep, Freud was right. Not really, but... <laughs> can, we, can we go to the... Can we have a quick bite of this Mercedes bike? Yeah. I opened it and then closed it again. Yeah. You just wrote Merc bike? I thought it was like a mercenary bike. Thank you. I'm glad I left it. Like uh, a bike that like was that. a mercenary. Only the motorcycle is the mercenary. Oh, I love how this video starts blurry to really trip with you. So... Ladies and gentlemen, the wheels are bicycle wheels, but the rest of this looks like a legit Mercedes. Oh, what? <laughs> you pedal the... Whoa, yeah. dude. I love All right. you saved I'm your impressed. reaction to this one. This is great. We're getting a fresh Greg reaction. I'm actually kind of impressed. It's like slightly more advanced Flintstone mobile. Yeah, and it, it gets around. I mean, these streets are all flat. It's so, so cool looking. So I it, bet people would be pissed, though, because you aren't going to be pedaling very fast. Like, don't... I know they're just cruising it on the street just to, like, get some shots or whatever. Yeah, there's, so there's some people that probably be honking. That See this bulb right here, this blue bulb? Yeah, yeah. That's just a horn that you squeeze to honk. <laughs> like any other bicycle. Yeah, classic bike horn. I love that there's <laughs> switches <laughs> here. Though. Oh, and this... Do you see it right above it? That's a bike... Odometer. Oh, see how yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. part grabs the handlebars. Let me see if I'm broadcasting this right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so funny. They really put some cool stuff in here. Look, there's another bicycle button situation with the ring, how it's supposed to go around handlebars there. Are those like the hydraulic switches? Those switches, I'm pretty sure, go to lights. Oh. I'm imagining. Because I don't think there's any hydraulic situation on it. I mean, I just imagine, like, you know, it starts dancing around. Oh, that would be so cool. Busting some wheelies. This interior is no joke either. I switched videos by accident. So cool. 
Yeah, at first I was like, Merc bike, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, okay. I got you now. The passenger I'm stairs, too. Up. That's partly... And the yeah. passenger pedals, too, yeah. There's people honking at him and, like, passing him pretty abruptly. Yeah, yeah. This is so cool, the, the transmission-y thing with the pedaling. I want this so bad. <laughs> just right, for just, yeah. This on the strip, man. So <laughs> if they could re reproduce these and rent them, I'd pay so much to rent this for the, just for the video. Yeah, Holy yeah. Crap. That's a cool idea. Uh, it's a cool novelty. It's all metal framework, so it looks like a like tent poles all throughout the inside of it for you audio folks, but it still has gall wing doors. So, well, it's got the framework so that you can have the illusion of safety so that when you get T-boned as you inevitably will, <laughs> because everyone gets T-boned once in their life. Everyone gets T-boned. Then you'll be like, oh, I don't have to worry. I've got the, these, this nifty metal frame before your soul is crushed. Which, you know. And your spleen. Everyone is T-boned. <laughs> All right, on that note. <laughs> hey there, friends. This is Dan to tell you about Pinche's Tacos. They got a simple mission. Provide you with the best taco experience and high-quality meats, seafood, fresh garden vegetables, handmade tortillas, and high-quality artesian bread. They've got a happy hour from Tuesday to Saturday, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Featured specials, $4 draft beers, margaritas, well drinks, $5 glass of wine, and $2 tacos. Show them the Radio Vegas Rocks app and Pinche's coupon. When you order a blood orange margarita, you will receive a free gringo taco. There are several locations to choose from, even in Los Angeles. Pinche's Tacos. People love Dr. Squatch Soap, and they want to share its glorious scent with everyone. But that can get awkward. This is a little weird, even for us, but it smells amazing. I agree, Mike, which is why Dr. Squatch is making all-natural handcrafted candles now. The same all-natural quality ingredients, now with a wood wick to transform your home into a Squatchy paradise. Go to DrSquatch.com and get your handcrafted Squatch candle today. Hey guys, listen up. Receive 20% off all orders, $20 or more, at Dr. Squatch when you use coupon code RVR20. Hey, Rio Vegas Rocks listeners. It's your favorite habitual line stepper, Sober Sal from the Not Playing Stupid podcast. For those who know me, I'm all about barbecue. The problem I was running into is finding a place when I'm out of town that is one, amazing, and two, won't cut to my drinking money. So next time you're in Vegas, you gotta check out Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Jesse Ray's Barbecue is an award-winning barbecue joint that serves Vegas' best slow-smoked ribs, chicken, pulled pork, hot links, and my favorite, brisket. Trust me when I say it's not just good, it's delicious. So before you blow your kid's college fund at the roulette wheel, or marry the chicken mitt five hours ago while playing Keno, make sure you do on a full happy stomach at Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Casino. Mention you heard this ad from my show, and you get a free punch in the mouth from sweet old Jetsy Ray herself. Mmm-mm, that has got some kick. So don't forget Jetsy Ray's Barbecue, where they're all about that butt. Be sure to get your mix of music, listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store, and check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. Hey everybody, it's Greasy Conversation, the talk show on RadioVegas.rocks. We've got dank news. Behold! 
so dank, so moist. <laughs> it's literally stuff you should have known already, but you didn't put the work in, did you? And we did for you, so you could be cool to your friends and neighbors. When they're like, what's going on with this? You'd be like, shh, I knew what's been going on with that. Science is what's been That's going what on. Standing on the corner, so like, dank news. You almost some dank news? I got that dank news. The dankest news. Like, for example, you might have just heard about that, like, mo metal monolith that everyone else was talking about weeks ago. Multiple metal monoliths now? Yeah. You've probably heard about a few of them if you've been on our tip. Not just hearing about only one monolith, like some late to the monolith party person. And we've got the latest monolith news. Another artist uh, made one that is similar dimensions, but it's made of pretend ice with a caveman inside. So here it is. I'm ambiguing it for you all to see. Yeah, and I guess he used it for some like one time event that he made it for. And then uh, after that, he just had it. So he decided to just dump it in a, next to a trail in a park. Yeah. And so, of course, it's like <laughs> so I mean, snowing. So it looks like it's just a big block of ice stuck in the middle of the snow with a person. In it. Yeah. <laughs> so and then, of course, you know, some other guy found it, which it I'm glad so there's real. like I'm glad there's artists doing this stuff. I think the whole world should be like interactive like this. Yeah, the whole world should be interesting and fun, and that's why we need art and expression and mystery and wonder. And it's these kind of things that inspire the, the minds that then help us fly through the air and heal the sick and scan with magnetism the tumors inside us and all kinds of crazy miracles we can do with science now that starts with just having some play and some wonder and some messing with each other. You know, this also reminds me in the, the fact that there's like some dishonesty of this. Like this is a prank. There's not a real ice man in this block of ice. Yeah, yeah. We used to prank my friend's sister's girlfriend's sister's neighbor. And we were like, this is how you're going to be like stronger from if you get used to people saying made up things to you and not believing it then um, then you get on the game of making up things and trying to get us to believe something you made up and you'll be able to spot it when it's happening to you in a dangerous, dishonest way. Mm -hmm. You won't be as gullible and you'll be safer. And that's why it's important for like siblings or people in like sibling roles to play deceitful games with each other in like a fun way and like not the not the wicked games kind of thing. Got to get that mental manipulation yeah, in the early. The fun way. <laughs> but like not um there's a way to do this mean I'm, I'm not thinking of an example yeah i think like one of the best ways like the first one you got to start with is tell your sibling that they were adopted <laughs> did you do that no <laughs> I, I think it was be a good way take it too far yeah <laughs> be like, oh yeah you're adopted and mom and dad don't love you they're <laughs> yeah, just they're, they're just waiting to sell you <laughs> waiting to <laughs> just no one wants to buy you though look at you <laughs> damn surprised i wasn't a terrible sibling maybe i was holy shit whoa you just fuck, realized dude. Now. fuck your brother thinks you're okay although he uh isn't smiley if you're siblings... in the family i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't run around grinning yeah i'm usually not smiling i have the 
I have severe resting asshole face. <laughs> where I've like met people who later I became friends with and they uh, admitted to me that when they first met me, they thought I was an asshole and they just wanted to punch me. How yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, multiple times, like different people. So You know why that didn't happen with us? Because almost immediately we were talking about fractals and the Fibonacci sequence. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's when you get smiling. Yeah. I don't know music. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just delving into music. <laughs> well, yeah. or, and battles like music that had Fibonacci in it. Yeah. It was like totally. part of it too. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know about that Fibonacci sequence, it's a great way to, to make friends. It's true. So if, yeah, people should do some art installations out in the wilderness for someone to find. Let's, like, let's pull some information, uh, some ideas in the in the greasy channels you know we have a discord now I, I want everyone to go look up you can find it i'll link it uh and i should put a link in the notes yeah i'm going to have to put a link in the notes later because i'm not super good at discord yet yeah neither am i so i'm only barely learning how to link it and and i'm going to to talk to you all there but i'm going to put exclusive content in there to motivate all of us to to prepare and we'll disciple it up and we'll make some crazy art together with these pooled ideas. I'm ready to community it a little harder than I said I would last time I said this about the show. We're going to turn up the community like a notch right. gracefully or gently or slightly yet. I got the first installation. Yeah? It's going to be great. All right. What are you going to install? Okay. So we make fake, extremely realistic dead bodies. All right. And we just bury them. <laughs> All right. And it'll just be like, it's like a scavenger hunt with the police. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's art. So everything will be okay in the end. Be like, eh, you know, I know we just staged some fake murders, but. For decades, people were like, oh, no. Oh, this isn't real. This is r rubber. Yeah. And for like days, they're like investigating. I never know. And finally, an expert has to come in and be like, it's another one. You guys. Well, once, once we get that. That 3D printing meat technology, I mean, making, you know, a human corpse, like, that should be possible. Maybe but the technology will be there. Bots. I'm totally with that. Uh, but bots can mean so many things. So I'm really excited that Buck's like, bots, all the bots. I mean, uh, have you seen those cubes that hop? You guys have to see the hopping cube bots. So the idea is that if you shrink this down that you could make bots that self-assemble. Because in order for us to colonize another planet, we can't send uh, materials and work people and get all the infrastructure built as efficiently as we could uh, if we have robots go over there that can self-assemble more robot workers and that they can then build habitats. Yeah, seed factories, man. Oh, that's the thing that stays balanced on its corner. This is one cube that can jump up and balance. There's another video where there are uh, multiple colored cubes that are about, let's say, half this size mm -hmm. that also jump and stack. This might be the same product when we get it further into it. But they'll use gyroscopes. The fact that this cube can like already kind of get up and walk is already crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely some, I mean, that's that's been in sci-fi movies before, like walking blocks like that. 
that assemble something. The jumping one, though, that are the color ones that jump and climb, they are so crazy. This might be like just a more advanced fella that's climbing more than these early ones. Magnets were involved. Oh, it's just so cool. But you, so you shrink that down. You have it uh, kind of, you know, grow in your backyard. You water it and give, give it lots of sunshine. Uh, they make great friends. Yeah, it, it can assemble this like weird Lego looking block buddy. It'll look like this like Minecraft homie <laughs> and you can play chess with it. And that's uh, it. Yeah, it'll read you stories. <laughs> what else can you do? It'll do. Um, you can play chess again. I was going to say dishes. That seems like a recipe for cubes breaking your dishes. Yeah. Maybe Roomba feet. All kinds of robots should have Roomba feet. <laughs> Why don't your feet also vacuum? Right? What are we doing? Feet should vacuum too. Should have vacuum shoes, man. I don't know. Vacuum shoes. I don't know what these people are doing. Not inventing vacuum shoes. Vacuum shoes. Okay, so uh, they can announce videos. They can give people. Oh, he means bots, like just text bots. Yeah. This this could get really fun. Uh, when I, you know, when it was hip to put video games on your graphics calculator, I made a like a talking program that would just pick like um, uh, slot machine style the first half of a sentence, a noun, a verb, and just put this sentence together by randomizing like three or four parts of a sentence. Mm -hmm. And it would make up all kinds of fun, silly sentences and we put our friends' names in it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was a really fun, stupid bot that I really want to bring back. Um, I've done some chunks of it in certain websites where like there was a saying on the website and the saying would change, mm. but it was always like predetermined sayings rather than this whole randomization. Um, YouTube is a bot Buck mentions. It's not untrue. Wow. Have you, uh, there's a, there's going to be a new Spotify, um, shuffle button. That's a new way to, 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 to spot your five, not Spotify. Of course there's already a Spotify shuffle button. Netflix is getting a shuffle button. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, just to like random, like yeah. a discovery type thing where it just randomly plays shit based on. I always thought like Netflix's algorithm was pretty crummy though. Or like maybe. Depends on how much you change. feed it. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Because yeah. uh, you are what you eat uh, algorithmically. It's like the people that complain about what Facebook puts in their feed will stop pity liking. If you're just liking something because you feel guilt-tripped into liking it, but you don't want more of it in your feed, then you're going to get more of it in your feed and, and stop complaining. I... Right? You probably pity like. I'm getting all mad. I honestly, uh, I like can't believe that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I will. Like, if, if I'm feeling some sort of way, I'll, I'll bust a like, and then it'll feed me more stuff to feel about or whatever, and it's all people I care about, so that's fine. Yeah. But... I don't like click the angry icon because it's still showing support of the thing I'm saying I'm angry about and I'll get more stuff to be angry about. Yeah. Cause like that gives that, that probably, or people react more to that stuff and are probably like more willing to be like, Oh, I'm angry. Let me feel better about being angry real quick. Yeah. And that's like a whole psychological thing about being, uh, addicted to anger and fear, like through news. Like it's a legit thing. Cause it triggers yes. major dopamine release when you like, and they, they blame the platform and they blame it like they blame drugs that they should just uh, find a way to avoid rather than if they're going to keep blaming it. Yeah. 
Like if I, if I feel like if I blame something on a thing I'm doing, then people are going to tell me to stop doing that thing. So I'm going to go ahead and not blame stuff on something that I don't want to change anyway. Yeah. I, I, I think it's like a complicated subject and there's a lot of different layers to it with like, yeah, they're just a platform that lets people say what they want. Like, do they have any responsibility to it? You know, and like freedom of speech, all that. Should people be able like, part of my whole thing with freedom of speech is like, no one wants the res responsibility of speech as well. You know what I mean? Yes. They're like, we can just go say whatever, even if it's made up shit and affects people with like mental health issues to yeah. do dangerous ass shit. But oh, hey, yeah. you know, I can just... Yeah, I like that there's a barrier of entry to platforming now. That mm -hmm. like taking away uh, the ability, uh, like a private entity that's a platform that's spending money to elevate uh, public speech is not breaking pr like freedom of speech law by policing what's allowed in its platform any more than I'm breaking a law about public property in determining who I allow into my house or not. Yeah, totally. and, or, and then you have a place of business, like a mall. You can't just let anyone freedom of speech it up in like private, like business places where people want to do commerce and do other things. Yeah, totally. Public squares, just like a public internet and a public telephone system, allow freedom of speech, but you have to commit to making an intimate connection with small groups of people until you've made something significant communication wise enough to be elevated on these other non-public platforms. It's like you have to earn it. So I don't have sympathy for people that are having a hard time elevating ideas that no one likes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like get a fucking clue, dude. <laughs> I have sympathy for ideas that no one likes that more people should, but um, there's a certain vetting process, like a jury of your peers that are going to allow inevitably some of these ideas to thrive. It's a shame that it's slow, but we already live on both a cellular level and on a societal level in a situation that allows mutations and allows weirdos and allows um, evolution in that way. Because if it weren't for the risk of cancer from cells mutating, we wouldn't have the adaptations that we have uh, genetically to keep living as a species and adapt and overcome. And the same thing happens intellectually. We have to allow some dissenting voices and elevate some weirdos to give them a chance. But after things, after you've heard them out a couple times and they're just trying to like make a sex cult or steal your money, <laughs> then, then they, the freedom of speech thing, like they played that card. You're done. Yeah. Deplatform. Well, and there's always like, you always hear the term to uh, the marketplace of ideas. <laughs> I always find like the people who bitch the most about like not being accepted in the marketplace of ideas because the ideas are bad. It's like, well, like that's the point. That's like, you can't just like guilt people into yeah. like buying a shitty product just because you want to sell it. Like yeah. it doesn't work that way, man. Hate the player. Don't hate the game. Yeah, shit. <laughs> like, oh, it, if no one likes the shit you're saying, I want like, Who's that it's on? It's probably yeah. <laughs> a problem with the shit you're saying. Boom. Like, just, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, fuck all that. Fuck it. Fuck freedom of speech. <laughs> yeah. I'm allowed to say that. We should be so legally. lucky to have any controversy. Yeah, totally. Not like tooting or getting along with everybody horn, but... And we make huge mistakes and, like, have to correct things and apologize and stuff, but... um. Basically, this Speak is a for plea yourself, for. 
support. We would love to have your support in not becoming something super giant, but becoming something super special to each of you in this community uh, without a goal to be like, oh, this is going to be the biggest podcast or whatever. No, this should just be a particularly meaningful podcast, the most treasured, personal, special podcast for you rather than one that's just for everybody, but not super for anybody. If that makes sense. It's, it's better for this to be a special thing that we share together than for this to be a less special thing that everyone knows about, but nobody loves. I'd rather be loved than be uh, universally known. It's quality rather than quantity of love. So that's what I'm trying to offer with this as a product. And it's totally nonprofit. That's a thing. <laughs> I'm trying to make it profit, but it's currently nonprofit. Yeah, yeah what we make oh, yeah, with this show goes to keeping the radio station going, basically. It's funny. We really appreciate it. Like nonprofit, non uh, on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. All right, let's get into some design. Design flaws. time! Heck yeah, with man. With the Galaxy S21. And I know you're more into this, but... I love design. I love industrial design. That's a lane that we tread in. And I love industrial design blunders, especially by Samsung. Because <laughs> Samsung is great. They're an amazing company. You, the, They're just like Sony in the way that Sony's had a bunch of blunders mm -hmm. because they make a ridiculous amount of products and they're willing to take risks. But they also make PlayStation, so... That's the thing. Yeah. But if you don't take risks and you don't risk making blunders and you don't blunder your risks, then uh, you don't do any of the stunts that get any attention. Like if there's not a, a, a risk of not landing it, then no one's looking at your skateboard trick. And the same thing happens with cool companies that I really like, like Samsung and uh, Sony that have some crap products too because they risked it. They, they tried. They freaking try. And this is just a hilarious mistake that comes from uh, this. Is, there's no like try fail on this. This is just uh, people being distracted and not realizing how people interact with things. Mm. So enough teasing. What we're getting at is that on this Samsung, the Galaxy S21, there is a hole for the microphone like yeah. the bottom of many phones do. And usually the SIM card slot has a hole to open it, too. You know those little pokey yeah. quote-unquote keys? It's a hole you're supposed to poke into to get your SIM card in yeah. right away when you get the phone. Uh, this SIM card slot is on the bottom where the hole for the microphone like, is. They're like right next to each other? Yes. <laughs> so I'm pulling up the Brilliant. picture now. Brilliant. Basically, oh, this is such a perfect picture. So in a nutshell... <laughs> When you go to, man, look how easy it is. When you go to put a new SIM card in this new phone, you have to stick a poker into this hole to open this tray. I don't know. You all, you all have phones. Yeah, Shoot, you did it before. Fuck. You've done Get this. The microphone hole is right next to this drawer on the other side, and it's more visible. Like I would could easily see the microphone hole first, right by the jack. Mm -hmm. And if you don't see that the little loop-de-loo cur curvy side of a like pill tip part of this drawer doesn't overlap that hole then you just poked the crap out of your microphone <laughs> just, just kills me i love it i wonder <laughs> like how many people ruined the microphone i'm sure it can't be in, an ins insignificant number as far as i can tell 
and this is like new news, there's enough of a like a screen in front of the mic mm. that a lot of people wouldn't poke hard enough to actually damage it, feeling that it wasn't going. But you have to poke really hard in that hole to push the tray out. It's yeah. like a no-joke amount of poke. <laughs> no-joke amount of poke. Oh, that's nice. the title. Yeah. But I want, there's got to, I mean, there's, because I imagine I would probably do this, is that if the tray didn't pop out, then you just got to poke harder. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. I poked really hard to get that tray out where it has to like push past like dead skin buildup and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like ear piercing poke with a needle, just with a long needle. Just oh, pushing man. it through. <laughs> just poking it. I love it. That's the only major flaw with them. Um, there, there's got to be more, right, Samsung? Hey, uh, not that I know of. This is a flagship product. It, that's crazy hilarious, though. That that, no. All the iterations of design that this had to go through. Imagine, like, all the circuit board layouts and stuff. And then finally, it, the, the case is coming together, and they're like, oh, it's too late to move this <laughs> slot. Like, we have to put the tray there. And then, then to release it with no, like, sticker or anything. Yeah. It's, it definitely seems like a weird spot because most of them are on the side, side of the top. by the buttons. Apparently, it yeah. was on the top in the previous model of this phone, hmm. which is not pretty. But, yeah, I've only seen it on the side. I always just wonder if, like, things like this that happen. I know they're, like, layers of yes men that, like, someone points out, you know, someone at the bottom of the rung, like, points out the problem. And they're just going through layers of management. They're like, oh, whatever. People are smart. I'm like, eh. If you, like, want to rely on your customers to, like, not notice things that are, like, that you recognize can be, like, an issue right away. Like, the people who interact with it, they're not the people you want to just count on. <laughs> for. No. But it's also, like, a part with the design where, like, things should be designed so they're, like, intuitive, you know? Yeah. Can I have a quick mini rant that's semi-political? Go for it, man. It's going to be a quick one. So Trump mass pardoned a bunch of people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Wayne and Kodak Black were pardoned. I didn't know Little Wayne was in jail. I'm lame. And he was supposed to be in jail for a while, and it was basically like gun paperwork. Same thing with Kodak Black. It, this was like paperwork that, like, dare I say, like, there's probably huge... Uh, major white gun collectors that have bumped into similar paperwork issues and mm -hmm. got them sorted out without ending up in prison. Uh, and yet these two like public figures got made an example of with crazy sentences mm -hmm. for something that like um, is a crime of paperwork. There wasn't even any violence committed. Damn. It's so frustrating. And, and I got, I felt really mad that and all the reporting of that pardons and reporting them being pardoned, that it wasn't more highlighted the fact that they even needed to be pardoned and they're in, in jail in the first place. Yeah. is ridiculous. I, there's been so many similarly popular by the numbers celebrities. A lot of them, I think, are less cool, uh, less influential. I mean, Kodak Black influenced Cardi B's whole style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, and then I can't, you could go on and on about Lil Wayne and his like influence on pop culture. I mean, we, how, could we even have Drake without Lil Wayne? It's just ridiculous. Like, I, I tear up thinking about, like, a world without Drake. And so the fact that they're in jail upsets me. Yeah, we're going to have a Drake fight later. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing discs at each other. Yeah. I don't know what that fight looks like. But, right. 
but yeah, it's just I'm I'm mad that they're in jail in the first place, and that's the end of my right. I I saw that, and I was thinking like maybe they kept a bunch of tax money from the government, and the government couldn't ding them on it, and they wanted revenge. Like that like happens a, too. Yeah, I was like that. That was my main thought in that. I wonder if it's like there's some other underlying shit that they sometimes you just get people on what you can get them on I'm not saying you know not accusing them of anything but so why don't we quickly Maybe look at a couple dinosaur things news and then fun with synths all right you want to do our last uh well before we do the last bob thornton let's look at what you labeled what with what, what i think is one of the funniest words if not yeah, the yeah, word totally. i think is the, like the guilty pleasure funny words Hey, spam the chat if you want with some guilty pleasure funny words. In this case, it's the word prolapse. I just think is really funny, but I feel bad thinking the word is so funny. Yeah. So Greg put Jurassic prolapse here because apparently we know what dinosaurs' butts look like. The cloaca. Yeah, so they don't the have cloaca. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's all the that's story is. It's just like uh, scientists are able to determine that dinosaurs had cloacas similar to birds. They didn't have. Uh, it's like a flap. It's a vent flap. The yeah. cloaca. So there's no. Reptiles there's actually no them. possibility of prolapse. I think. I don't know. I mean, maybe we gotta look into that. Cloacas. It's my understanding that a cloaca does partially prolapse. Kind of go in. It like can. A, like a the flap opens and then like a. Oh, you got a little quick. A shoot comes out and then. Got poop a little goes. quick prolapse to just pop it out. Yeah, like a lot of dog buttholes go inside out as the poop comes out. Hmm. It's really cool to see. Like, I'm not going to pull it up right now. This is something <laughs> that I'm going to let you choose to see or not. But if you, like a lot of dogs, like the the shoot will kind of go in. You know, when you're pulling your jacket I off totally too fast get, I, and the sleeves go oh inside yeah, out? I could picture it 100% <laughs> right now, man. I wasn't sure if I was I just, being vivid you're, enough. You're painting, you're painting the picture. I'm enjoying it. Painted. I'm, I'm having a great day now. <laughs> thinking about dog anuses one yeah, more about dinosaurs before we bob thornton you out all right there are probably dinosaur remains on the moon i would like to know how they got there if it is indeed true well it hasn't been proven yet but it's more likely than not given the extinction event that caused the dinosaurs to to not be here anymore the fact that we found the crater mm -hmm. we've dated it's the true. event yeah that's the thing that happened yeah it easily would have flung stuff to go to the moon there, that makes sense yeah it's speculated that an impact with the earth caused the moon in the first place mm -hmm. but the moon is crazy far away but this impact flung a lot of stuff yeah and then once something gets going in space like it's just gonna Keep going until it hits the moon. Yeah. <laughs> it only travels until it hits the moon. It's weird to think that the moon is making a spiral through space as it follows the Earth, and the Earth follows this trajectory. And that the Earth is like spiraling this corkscrew through the galaxy as, mm -hmm. it, as it circles the sun because the sun is spiraling around the center of this galaxy. Yeah, man. It's like Orbits. circles around circles. Yeah. Orbits. How do they work? <laughs> There's like a dramatic announcer moment for like dumbing down any point I make. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. No, it's, oh, that's great. Like that. That's literally the title of the shit I just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So, want to want to bottle him out of here? Do I have to? Have a William. Hey, Rio Vegas. Sip fizz, energy, no sudden crash and calorie. Low carb, vitamin B, the healthy energy mix. Zip fizz. Grape zip fizz. Kind of gave me the idea sitting in a pool on one of them little floaty things with something nice on the side of me. You know, feeding me grapes or something. You know, grape zip fizz. Zip fizz, energy, no sudden crash, 10 calorie, low carb, vitamin B, the healthy energy mix. Zip fizz! Fresh chips and salsa? Yes. Fresh tableside guacamole made the way you like it? Hey, throw a little hot sauce in there. How about the fresh tableside flaming fajitas? Well, friends, are you hungry yet? Ready for the best Mexican food in Las Vegas? Then head on down to Juan's Flaming Fajitas and Cantina. They have two awesome locations, 9640 West Tropicana and also 16 South Water Street in Henderson. Flavors inspired by traditional Mexican dishes like chile rellenos, carnitas, enchiladas de mole, and of course, their famous sizzling fajitas. From tender marinated meats and seafoods to vegetarian dishes and authentic desserts, Juan invites you to come and enjoy your next meal at his restaurant and cantina. Juan's Flaming Fajita and Cantina, 9640 West Tropicana and also 16 South Water Street in Henderson. Don't forget to wash down the food with some delicious cocktails like Manuel's famous margarita or our favorite Trace Amigos tequila. Happy hour every day from 3 to 6 p.m. That's Juan's Flaming Fajita and Cantina, 9640 West Tropicana and also 16 South Water Street in Henderson. Be sure to get your mix of music, listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store, and check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. Behold! Uh, it's a greasy conversation. The talk show on RadioVegas.rocks. CreasyConversation.com spelled the way you'd expect for the replay and for the news notes and for the video feed. And in this last chunk of moment that we have together, we want to show you the synthesizer stuff we found. It's been a crazy week for synthesis and for drum boxes and for Korg. Dare I say Korg? When we're speaking about sports that I like, my teams, they're like Korg. Mm-hmm. And Fender, and holler out some of your Korg. corporate teams that you like in the chat. Uh, Yamaha, huge Yamaha musical equipment fan. I could go. I could talk about it there all day. There is only Korg. There is only Korg. <laughs> but seriously, if there's like one group of risk takers, I mean, Roland took some risks with some drum machines too that were uh, flops that later became legends. The 808 comes to mind. 909. But Korg has always been catering to all price classes, kind of like Sony's got expensive stuff and Sony's got cheap stuff. Korg's like that too. There's a nightmarishly expensive Korg stuff, like the Triton keyboard, and there's Korg stuff that anyone can throw a couple bucks at, like the Volca series, without being so cheap that they're just straight-up toys. It's like mm-hmm. entry-level, but respectable. And like riding that line, Korg does so well, and now they're bringing it into 3D. And we've got two different examples of Korg going 3D. I want to talk about the older one first because I feel like this kind of got missed by the mainstream and by musician homies that I don't know where I was when this happened, but it was around 2013, 2014. Korg released like 
as far as I can find in any research, the first three-dimensional oscilloscope. An oscilloscope, mm. mind you, is a device for looking at sound waves mm -hmm. or any kind of frequency situation over time. It charts uh, like a position of, say, like a speaker over time if we're going to look at the oscilloscope of sound situation. But the Nintendo 3DS has that upper screen that does 3D, and Korg already had the DS10 cartridge for the original DS, which we got a hold of after it was featured on Bad Gear, and uh, Greg tried it out and made some cool it's stuff. It's legit. Yeah, we should do like a, a mini review of it. Yeah. But I also sprung, it was on the Play Store for a 3DS Korg thing that I didn't know until researching this other cartridge was a thing. I'm spacing on the name of it. Oh, I should just, I, I got it pulled up for you. Here we go, let's look at it together. So this is called the DSN-12. The Korg DSN-12 is like DAW software and custom synth software that runs on the 3DS. And the craziest part is the 3D oscilloscope. Like these waveforms as they pulse and beat and do crazy sounds, they fling at your eyes and it's really, really breathtaking. Like this one, this circular one here to the right, is one of the things that seeing that animated in a video in 2D made me want this dang thing. And this, these bursts where it's like flying at you, mm -hmm. it's really epic when like this pulsy analog beat situation is happening. Uh, Patch Bay. Um, I bet, yeah, as soon as like seeing your your beats come out in 3D like that. It's so, yeah. so cool. And I just barely started playing with it, and it's so cool. And I didn't think that Korg could up the ante on 3D and audio, uh, fun music-making, electronic audio art. Yeah, and even that... And they did. That cartridge, I mean, the one that I played with, the, the one that wasn't 3D. Yeah, it's called like, a DS-10. Yeah, but man, it's like... Man, super intuitive and like easy to use. Like never messing with it before. I picked it up pretty quick and was able to put a little thing together. Built-in Chaos Pad, which is brilliant yeah. because there's already the Chaos Pad hardware right there on the DS. Yeah, that you can just assign like any of the parameters to on the X and Y that you want. Pretty, a lot of cool little features. We've become huge Chaos Pad fans, and are like jamming. Um, we've replaced a lot of the. Uh, heavy-duty stuff with delay that happens with Greg with Chaos Pad, having two parameters to control the delay with. I've yeah. been using Chaos Pad for uh, glitch loops to make drum fills. So you'll see more yeah, of that. Yeah, really handy for that. Yeah, we've kind of been, like, uh, cocooning. Like, there's been less music output from us, but continuing to do the podcast. But I feel like in that time, there's been, like, a chrysalis going on. So we're going to start... Uh, throwing some discs out the chrysalis soon for y'all. <laughs> oh my gosh, Phillips in the chat. So stoked to see you, Philip. Holla. Philip, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Long time, man. We, we hope you're, you're... Hope you're doing well, man. Yeah, I hope you're dancing for us in your mind and heart because our hearts are dancing for you in our minds. Our mind-heart dances. Yeah. Speaking of mind-heart dances, can I show something silly that I got? That uh, It's... It's a mixer, and uh, no, it has an anime chick on it. Why am I really? <laughs> yeah, 
being so I guess I haven't seen it. this yet. So it's the Maker Heart Just Mixer. I want to do, I don't really do like reviews or demos or stuff much, especially something as boring as a mixer. But this one deserves it because it's so cool. Here's the, the purple edition. As far as I can tell, I can't tell what character this is. Uh, but she's like part like purple, I don't know, like fox or something, mm. but definitely humanoid and very attractive. But, but like a fox spirits are pretty like traditional like Japanese mythology and they're usually like hot chicks who are sneaky and tricksy. Yeah, and that's the spirit behind this mixer built-in echo which is actually pretty pleasant if i had to suddenly give myself some vocal verb to you know it's some some vaseline on the lens of my vocals as we all know i need and sneaky like extra aux input so it's actually a four channel mixer it's just a sweet mixer and i love the bravery of having a version of it that's got more pizzazz like this yeah just so into art and design and and pizzazz and other cultures of other countries that are also like pleasant to look at. Like I love that it's a just mixer. Just mixer oh, attitude. Awesome. Can you guess what country this comes from too? Because uh, China's awesome and they're coming up with some cool products, but this is not from China actually. And it's not from Japan either. I give up. Taiwan. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's great to see creativity and art coming into the tech out of Taiwan. Because I don't know if you all know, at Taiwan Semiconductor makes the chips in a bunch of your stuff. Uh, when it comes to uh, even the chip that Apple designed all proudly in America that's in all these Apple devices and that new M1 chip, they sent it off to Taiwan Semiconductor, TSMC, to actually make that chip mm. and put it in there. Oh, wow. So it's, a, it's unavoidably a world economy of really talented folk in tech working together. And it's great to see the artists get involved with tech because, I mean, if there's an overarching theme with everything... Um, that I try to make my life about is like electronics and art coming together besides like being nice to each other and stuff. So on that note, let's take a, a jaunt over to Korg and VR. Yeah, man. This is a scoop that you found. Look at the tiny display. Don't you wish there was a little tiny round display on a synth like this? This Korg Miami. Synth. Oh yeah. It's like a drum box synth thing and it's not real. It's here in, in virtual reality with hands virtual touching it. Yeah, it's just like a whole virtual Korg studio, which I think is just pretty awesome. It's so cool, and it's cool to see gear that uses components that you can't actually buy. Like, it's hard enough to buy a round screen, let alone, like, one that would have such thin edges to be on a knob like that. It's really cool. Yeah, the idea of a virtual studio is just really amazing to me because you can just, like, change your instruments and your rack setup, like with, you know, however many instruments are available. Yeah. Check that out, man. Just walls of TVs to look 20, around. 22 virtual screens to display whatever you want. And look at this giant oscilloscope yeah. wall behind you. Oh, that's so sick. So much of that. And you know, yeah, just like drag and drop your instruments that you want to jam with, switch them out. Imagine right day away. trading like this. Cause you could have all those screens have day trading charts on them. Oh, yeah, that's going to be the future. Yeah, yeah, we have a buddy we need to pitch on that. Uh, <laughs> dude, uh, Todd has eight monitors on a computer now. 
Holla oh, he's up to eight? Yeah, holla Todd. Dang, man. Holla. Yeah. He's up to eight now. Getting that monitor game strong. Monitor game strong. Yeah. So imagine if you could just goggle it up um, on your cozy chair. And then when you want to trade one, you just reach out and grab that one and like poke at it. And yeah, that'd be cool. Go along. I want to know if there's like, if there'll be a like VR program where I can like be a virtual Korg. You like want to be the box. I want to be a synth. <laughs> so twist your nipples and stuff. Yeah, man. <laughs> twist that left nipple knob. <laughs> Crank it. Be be a synth. I'm still processing that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be a synth. Yeah. Weirdest fetish ever. Not right. that it's even a fetish. It's just like a. Not yet. It isn't. <laughs> you can get it on ground zero, man. Yeah, like. <laughs> What even else? You just make some sounds? Yeah, man. You, you can just... But you have to pretend. You just have to, like, make the wacky cork sounds with your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. All right. Wow. How about... This is pretty incredible. Uh, gene... New gene therapy allows paralyzed mice to walk again. Can you believe this? So they, oh, what the hell did they? The video is sad at first and then happy. Because at first you see a mouse walking around with only its front half working. Mm. And you're like, oh, bummer. And then you see the same mouse at first kind of drag a leg and then get it together and then start using the back legs to walk too. Yeah, they had to like create uh, some kind of protein, I think, that yes. can act to repair... Uh, it's a like cytokine. Nerve fibers, nerve fibers in um, the spine. Cytokine effectiveness at repairing damaged spinal axons. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's just... They, they injected the mice with a virus, and this virus contained the necessary genetic code for the production of this HIL-6. And the, the virus is delivered directly into their cortical mononeurons which are easily accessible and communicate with other parts of the central nervous system that are much harder to reach, yet which are vital for movement process like walking. So they are linked via axons to that Ralphie nuclei that I'm reading about here. I, obviously, I mispronounced that. And sit within the brainstem and are primary producers of, the, of serotonin. And that's significant since it's pl it plays a role in locomotor recovery following spinal record injuries so hey if your spine's being all bad and it's neurons and stuff you can have some like 5-HTP some theanine some serotonin precursors and it probably wouldn't do what this axonal regeneration virus does yeah this stuff trips me out like there's also um, they've been working on I think it's like Japan or India but a way to restore broken teeth nice That'll actually like regrow teeth. Two or three weeks too, this spinal recovery situation occurred. Is this like there'll be a point in where we'll have that real sci fi hospital shit where it's like, Oh yeah, sorry, I got a little crazy and uh my I removed my left arm accidentally. Can you guys just like regrow that for me? Thanks. Yeah, don't sew it back on. Throw that old thing in the trash. You're gonna yeah. get a new arm, you're Get getting a new, a new arm. arm and you're getting a new arm. You get you can have an extra arm, you get three. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're like a tow truck driving backwards. 
That's not the first thing I think of when like a three-armed person looks like. <laughs> look like an elephant. Oh man. There's gonna be weird nicknames for three-armed people. Like, look at this triple arm dude. Yeah, and then I see you got in here whale news. This is weird crypto news. Yeah. All right. Did you take a look at this? I haven't. So apparently, uh, let me pull this up to get the number right, but it's something like 615 million. So half of a billion, more than half a billion was moved in a single transaction. This transaction cost $3. Damn. That's 17,000 and a half Bitcoin. That's crazy, man. Yeah. If you, if anyone's been like, keep like banks are starting to get into Bitcoin. Like they're all a lot of big movers and shakers are hopping on the bitcoin train now a bank wouldn't make a move like this though they would no, yeah. want the profile they've just been the, like buying it'd be yeah it'd be little transactions that would blend in with the rest of the transaction landscape so there's this whale map uh software that reported this that trades whale bubbles i mean i'm a little skeptical but it's something people do yeah it's true that's crazy whale map whale map uh, this is cool my mom always loved whales she's one of those kids and now they're like hip it's like a, it's so fun thinking about like a new animal being financial and we've had bulls and <laughs> bears and and sharks and lions and dragons but now whales cool what's a manatee i want to be a trading manatee <laughs> that's me like i i have like uh amd stock I'm a baby manatee. You just I'm buy it and on, never think about it again. I'm sitting on three hundred dollars in Bitcoin, <laughs> just sitting, sitting manatee. What, what what animal would that really be? That'd be like a mouse. I'm like a a trading a trading mouse, like field mouse. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma lawmaker proposes Bigfoot hunting season. That's gonna get human beings shot. Totally. <laughs> Uh, establishing an actual hunting season and issuing licenses for people who want to hunt Bigfoot will just draw more people to our already beautiful part of the state. I guess I could see that as oh, an idea to like yeah, draw yeah. tourists. Yeah, it's adorable for the marketing situation. Oh, and you could just make like fake Bigfoot hunts. Yeah, with real bullets. Real. <laughs> hunt fake Bigfoots <laughs> with real bullets. Half mythological creature, half man, all cop. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Bigfoot I cop. <laughs> I want it. I want to watch it. Cop squatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it right there. It's real talk, though. There's uh, a Sasquatch that we work for. Squatch soap. Dr. Squatch. It's true. He's a Sas He's a hairy, has a hairy doctorate that fella has. So, Dr. Squatch soap. You rub it on your body, you get clean, you smell better. They have candles now. That's the oh, crazy yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, I had a candle commercial on there. I'm not sure if I put it in the right pocket. I think I played that one. <laughs> I kind of Probably. tuned out. No, no. I would remember the Squatch candels. Oh, yeah. Maybe Regardless, I'm telling you now, we're going to have an intimate moment where I just personally tell you, Dr. Squatch has candles. You can click on the banner at RadioVegas.rocks and get some Squatchy scents up in your house. I... My bathroom smells awesome. I just have to recommend it uh, from experience. What is this surgery and then a grilled cheese sandwich? 
the ads are crazy here. I scrolled and I saw someone's open torso getting surgeried and immediately cut to a pan with a grilled cheese sandwich on it. <laughs> Dr. Squatch soap. Get it today. Oh, dude. I, <laughs> I I've, been wa- I've been wanting to tell you that uh, that little, what was it? The little micro router that you showed me that was like photoshopped. That small one, you remember? Wait, what kind of router? Like road router or like internet router? No, internet router. You remember that remember. one that was like, you showed me and it was like on someone's fingertip. And it was that little white one. And then we looked it up and it was actually bigger. I haven't seen ads for that. Oh, oh, I remember. I remember. I remember. It was an ad for it. What was like an internet uh, range extender for Wi-Fi. And it looked like a tiny router. Yeah. Yeah. And it seemed like they were trying to push it as like a router. It fit in the palm of your hand, but all the ads for it were like silly fake like news articles where someone's holding on it's like fingernails yeah like pinching it in between their fingers yeah Yeah. i've seen actual ads for that like on youtube just cracked me up it's just a range extender yeah why is it so special supposedly because we're pretending it's really tiny oh because it's cute and cute things oh this one is cute though and this is why there are cute routers oh no look at this one (laughs) <laughs> oh, I don't need it, and I want it because it's adorable. Oh uh, yeah, it hurts. I don't even know. I don't even know. I can't even take it. <laughs> Guys, if you're missing the video feed right now, you're missing a really, really cute router. It's true. Dang, I wonder what happens if you just put in like cute router though. <laughs> really, all cute routers should router. be cute. All Are electronics you... should be tinier than they need to be, and just really cute. There's just these like chibi smiley face ones, is all. They are cute, though. That cat. There's a cute cat on one. Guys, got. we have to have a moment with some cute tech. It's true. Cute tech. It's adorable. What's uh, this? Uh, that's a toothbrush? No, that's a wooden box to put your router in. It's in a wooden box. Mm. Oh, look, this one's got like an ornate little shelf it sits on. Oh. Uh, that's too, <laughs> it's too high class for me. It's, it's like too old like the pattern in the wood is like it's like conflicting centuries like this like wood cut out it's like a country store router mm. you know country cooking kitchen router routers are funny when you just look at routers you mostly get bits for like cutting wood kind of router anyway we're we're, we're at the tail end now don't leave without Making sure you've got the Radio Vegas dot rocks audio feed going after this show because we've got the grungy faucet next, where we revisit with our good buddy Kevin all kinds of classic grunge era tunes, many of which were like these album tracks that you and your buddies would play for each other, but only had a peep if ever on the radio. But from artists that you know and love, there's uh, you might have some classic Chevelle, what, you know, that's like the cool Chevelle. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've, I've back heard in peeps. the day, Chevelle. Yeah. You might get a Bush peep. Before they sold out, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Before they lost their Christian heritage. <laughs> no offense either direction. Oh, that's right. They were like, they first. They, they were first... better as a Christian man. Really? Real talk, yeah. I'm not saying that anyone should put religion for make their music for or against religion because i mean i love perfect circle too uh but 
Man, Chevelle's well, a perfect circle. What are the are they like? Perfect circles profoundly anti-religious, okay. especially in uh, Judith the the title the not title track, but the their breakout song. Mm-hmm. And it's the you know you guys know it's the singer from Tool. Yeah. Um, and it's great too. Maynard. Maynard. That's how you have to say his name. What if that's how he made people pronounce it? I always loved. I said it disgusted. But I think he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I always love because there was always a thing with like uh, there being like secret messages and tool songs and stuff, with yeah. like the way they arranged theirs. And then there For was sure. there was uh, some good ones when Mars Volta was still like big that there were like secret messages back and forth, like between Tool and the Mars Volta. Mars Volta lyrics, and even more so back in the at the drive-in era stuff. Like that's just only secret messages. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's all just like the backstory abstract. to some of these. It's so it's it's so overly deep. Abstract is a good way of putting it. Where yeah. you're not sure what's the metaphor and what's the specific story. Mm-hmm. Like one is about like a cur- a killer, in in um, El Paso, and someone had to tell me like that's what it was about, and then the lyrics started coming together. No, like you're talking about the first album. I think this is on Relationship of Command. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's sense. a. There's oh, yeah, a, one of the song tracks. Yeah. yeah. The one yeah, about I the. Um, one Arm Scissor? No. <laughs> one Arm Scissor is like, has like a broadcasting theme to it, oddly enough. Yeah, I think it's got to be about some like space travesty or something. Because the talk One about Arm Scissor like, is an antenna somehow. You're supposed to send a transmission with it. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, if you can help us with some Mars Volta and at the drive-in legs, holla. (laughs) That's it. That's it. We've got to send it off to to Kevin. Get out of here, you varmints. There we go. I can ever remember which is the song we end the show. It's all of them, man. It's all of them, man. I love that attitude. Man, thanks for sharing a positive attitude of of growth and growing with us today. Uh, Tell a friend help learn and grow tell your pets have a long talk with your pets and be excellent to each other 